This week has been declared the national mourning period for the victims of the deadly Halloween stampede in Itaewon that claimed 156 lives. We send our deepest condolences to bereaved families. Our thoughts and prayers are with the victims. The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minutes, we're joined by Erica. Good morning, Erica. Good morning. All right. Um, so it is still a period of mourning officially uh, labeled by the central government. Now, it's tough to label something a mourning period because everyone mourns differently. We react differently to grief and it's tough because to project our own idea of what is a proper way of mourning is also quite dangerous. But it turns out on social media, largely it comes with support, but there are some critical statements being made um, to maybe call on others to cancel concerts and events. And I think it raises a few interesting talking points. Yeah. Um, as we have seen and heard and read about, uh, many festivals, music, concerts, events um, have been canceled since um, the the deadly crush in Itaewon last weekend. And now it looks like some artists are speaking up over the cancellation of uh, performances and concerts. Um, a national mourning period uh, announced by the government has led to many of these shows being canceled or postponed. Um, and uh, several musicians have taken a stand mm. and they're arguing that the process of grieving cannot yeah. be forced and that um, live events are often the main source of income for uh, people in the music industry. And they're now asking the question, do we have to cancel all of the performances? Can't music be a way to console those affected by the tragic event? Uh, these artists say that the government is wrong in treating music and performing arts as sheer pleasure-seeking entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, they say that there are multiple functions of music, mm -hmm. um, including, you know, the power of healing. Mm -hmm. And for professional musicians, performing can be a way of grieving as well. It is an art form of expression. Uh, many people listen to music when they not only feel happy and to enjoy themselves. I, I think during my toughest and darkest hours, I relied on music to feel that I'm not alone. And there's right. something so powerful about that art form. Maybe there is an alternative way to continue with the live performances. And I think this is a great idea proposed by Erica. Perhaps artists can change their set list to tell the audience that they stand in solidarity with a period of mourning, but yeah. that this is how they express themselves. Exactly. I think the point that these artists are trying to get across is don't judge, mm. you know. Um, based on your standards of what grieving is. Um, music critic Pesun Tak wrote on his Instagram, um, quote, in this country, music always becomes taboo first. 
Uh, we're going through a national mourning period, but the way of grieving is different for each and every one of us. Please don't tell us how to grieve. One of our regular listeners actually chimed in. Everyone grieves differently. Some cry, others laugh yeah. through it. You can't really set a tone. At least that's my opinion. Now, if everyone were as, as sensible and mindful as some of our listeners, we wouldn't need this discussion. But there seems to be a great deal of judgment that has you know, called on the music community to respond with such stern response. So a number of concerts have been canceled already, and they continue to be canceled in light of the tragedy, including those by local and uh, foreign artists who are supposed to be visiting. That's right. Um, to give you some examples, uh, K-pop group Koyote decided to postpone their concert series, which they had planned to kick off on November 5th. Um, which is tomorrow. Uh, singer Pek Ji-young has also canceled the first concert of her domestic tour, which was slated to kick off tomorrow as well in Cheongju. Uh, singer Chang Min-ho has also decided to cancel his solo concert planned for November 4th through the 6th uh, here in Seoul. Song Shi-kyung will be continuing on with his concert. It seems uh, it's scheduled for December 23rd, through the 25th, but he has decided to postpone the opening date of ticket sales to mm -hmm. November 10th. It was originally supposed to open on November 4th today. Um, singer Michael Bolton has uh, also postponed his concert, his first South Korean concert in eight years uh, to January. Mm -hmm. um, also four shows of the MJ Live Michael Jackson Tribute Concert Korea Tour have been canceled as well. Um, there's another big one coming up at the end of this month, which is a concert by Maroon 5. That will go on as scheduled. Uh, if everyone were mindful and kind, we wouldn't need to have these conversations. But that's just not necessarily true. Nasty things mm -hmm. get said on social media yeah. unfiltered all the time, accusing certain artists or performers of being insensitive. But isn't that a very odd projection to everyone grieves differently? And I think... It's wise to keep that in mind. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our second buzzword of the day. Korea's Taichung Mass Dance could be the next UNESCO intangible cultural heritage for the country. That's right. Uh, the Cultural Heritage Administration announced on Tuesday that Taichung Mask Dance Drama in the Republic of Korea uh, has received the top inscribe recommendation by the evaluation body of UNESCO's Intergovernmental Committee for the Safeguarding of the Intangible Cultural Heritage. Uh, the items that receive uh, the inscribe recommendation usually get inscribed in the UNESCO list mm -hmm. during the official committee this year that will take place from November 28th through December 3rd in Morocco. All right. Taichum, uh, in case our listeners are unaware, is a form of art that consists of dance, music. It's a theatrical performance. That's right. It's a highly interactive uh, theatrical performance as well. Audience members really participate. They react uh, to the show with cheers and sometimes even jeers mm -hmm. as the drama unfolds. Um, in South Korea's or Korea's pre-modern age, Taichung was a form of satire through which ordinary citizens could vent their unhappiness or dissatisfaction at society's inequalities and injustices. 
So it turns out Korea currently has a total of 21 items on the UNESCO Intangible Cultural Heritage List. Certainly not the first time we talked about a new listing. Correct. The latest, if you remember, was Yeondunghui, or the celebration of Buddha's birthday, which made it to the list in 2020. Now, uh, the administration also shared the news that North Korea's Pyongyang Nengmyeon uh, has also received the inscribed recommendation by the evaluation body. Uh, the dish, which uh, features buckwheat noodles in cold broth, is wildly popular here in South Korea as well. In fact, I've seen a number of distinguished uh, personnel in South Korea return to Korea after a long trip or something like that and saying the first thing that they want to try yeah. again in Seoul is Pyongyang Nengmyeon. It's, it has such Me. a... I'm one of them. See? It's such a particular taste, and it's a hard dish to find outside of the Korean Peninsula. To, that's, right. that's done to perfection. Yeah. It's interesting because it seems that more of these listings uh, include food and the process mm-hmm. in which we create these dishes. Um, food is so much more than the... <laughs> the sustenance I need to survive today. (laughs) You know, North Korea currently has three um, things on the list of uh, UNESCO cultural heritage. Uh, I think one of them is shirim, one is kimchi making, and another is arirang. So obviously we share uh, these cultural assets. Let's move on to our final buzzword of the day. There's something so powerful uh, yeah. about celebrities and, and, and high public profiled uh, folks revealing the struggles of their daily lives. And now BTS's arm recently opened up about his own experiences with anxiety in a new interview with the Rolling Stones. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, Pharrell Williams was the one who interviewed RM. It's a very candid, very raw interview as well, a long interview. And uh, it reveals many uh, things about the artist uh, that uh, so many people think they know a lot about. Um, the, the artist spoke about his career journey. He even opened up about his personal struggles with anxiety, you know, the pressure of being a global megastar and his upcoming solo album as well. Um, One of the things he talked about uh, was uh, how BTS came to represent the Asian community. Um, You know, they spoke at the UN, they met with US President Joe Biden. Uh, He said nobody in the group had ever imagined that these things would happen. And uh, yeah, he says he always thinks to himself, am I that good? Are we that good? Do, do we deserve all of these responsibilities? And he says there are moments of real, deep self-doubt. Mm. I think it makes him only human. And to talk about yeah, it in such a course. candid manner with Pharrell Williams, it has all of our undivided attention. And maybe it makes the yeah. Army fan base even more excited to hear Yes, their beloved star it also has a human level and feels human emotions. It's interesting because uh, if you have, for example, because the, the UN speech they made, the representation that they're largely consistent, it is worldwide. But mm-hmm. the stage of which we're surprised by is the American music market. And none yeah. of the members have an Asian-American upbringing, therefore to represent a community that they don't necessarily completely relate to. It sounds like an incredible amount of pressure. 
It is. And uh, that's why he talks about uh, his struggles with anxiety. Mm. You know, he, he starts detailing um, his first ever uh, performance at when he was 15 years old, very young. Uh, he apparently forgot most of the lyrics while he was on the stage. And uh, that's when he realized that he wasn't star material, which is ironic because he is. Um, but instead, he realized he's just a human being who loves to write music. Uh, he also spoke about, well, years later, he spoke about uh, BTS's uh, Las Vegas uh, tour, which take place in April last, uh, in April. Mm -hmm. And uh, he described how every night was a challenge for the members. You know, on the stage, he said the members take on a different persona, mm -hmm. um, a different me uh, for the duration of the performance, because, you know, he's looking out at a sea of audience, not just one face, but it's just a, a mass of people just looking at him, right? And uh, they come from Brazil, Korea, Japan, from everywhere in the world. And mm -hmm. they're there for just that one night. And that realization on the stage, he says, is a huge amount of pressure. And he feels he's responsible for making sure the fans have the best night of their lives, oh. you know? When you yeah. think about it, I can't even relate to that because it's right? thousands and thousands of fans waiting yeah. in long lines, waiting for that moment to meet the yeah. stars. Uh, it, it's funny because courage is not the absence of fear. It's the kind of a decision to power through despite knowing that is something that they're afraid of. Um, I, I, one of the most um, memorable interviews for me after years mm. of meeting some of these celebrities I think it was with Anthony Rapp, who's one of the major leads uh -huh. of Rent, and he told me, I still get nervous before every stage, and if I ever stopped feeling those anxieties, then I would know that I'm not doing anything right. So it's part of the process, and I think this makes RM all the more, dare I say, relatable. <laughs> I know, right? It makes him so human, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, we, I'm, you know, I think everybody who reads this interview realize, you know, he's just one of us. That's although right. he's famous. Yeah. As cliche Anyways. as that sounds. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he says he 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 tries to deal with all of these pressures because he loves music so much, and because of all the love that he gets from his fans, and of course his love for his fans as well. Mm -hmm. And before they wrap the interview, they also talked about RM's upcoming solo album, oh. which will be his first ever official solo album. And he says 90% of the work is done, which means uh, uh, the wait is not that long for his fans to actually get to listen to it. So I guess let's keep our eyes and ears open for you know, what's next for him? It's probably within this calendar year. Um, oh. it, it, it came with the promise from the entertainment agency, right, that these members yeah. would uh, pursue their solo activities next to his arm. Yeah. It's surprising because he's such an important songwriter for the group. I assumed he already had a solo album. Yeah, I know, right? This but is his first. First. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Erica, for today's updates. Have a safe weekend. We'll see you next Monday. See you next Monday. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.